What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Taunt, your host with the most. It is episode 29. It's a big week. This is Apple iPhone, Apple Watch Series 4 release day. We're actually recording this in the morning, so there's people already in Australia that got their phones. There's people across the U.S. New York has already started to get their phones and watches here on the West Coast. They're starting to roll out. I'm just waiting for Mr. UPS to get over here. So we're going to talk a little bit about them, but we're not going to dig too deep. We want to talk about kind of some of the other news that has surfaced around them. I don't have mine yet, so I'm not going to give you my full reviews. I'm probably going to just break down and do a few extra bonus shows for each product um, in an audio podcast format just to kind of give you guys and gals something to chew on if you want to. But again, this is episode 29. This show is all about you. Call in at 833-888-ABXL. That is 833-888-2295. We had about 20 calls. I had to whittle them down to five, so I'm sorry. But um, that's how you're a part of the show, your name, where you're from, and just get right to it. And if it gets to like over a minute 30, it's really hard for me to keep it in the show. So y'all better make them good. But uh, no, you, you guys and gals are doing great. All right, so obviously let's just jump in and pretty much all of my gut instincts and a lot of things that you guys and gals were all feeling about the iPhone after they were announced. Uh, geez, was it? I guess it was last week. Man, time flies. Well, anyways, right, the iPhone XS has basically played out to be pretty much just slightly better than the 10. In fact, your day-to-day use is pretty much going to be exactly the same from what people are saying. I'm not watching too many reviews because I got to do my own, but you could kind of tell with this product specifically what you're going to get. Face ID is, in fact, just a hair faster. Some people are saying you can only tell when it's side-by-side with the phone, but again, the accuracy hasn't improved, how it... um, the you know, the overall angles or if light hits it in different ways, that hasn't changed. So it's just a hair faster, but I guess, okay, fine. It is faster. But again, from a day-to-day use, I'm curious how much better it is. If it's more accurate, that automatically makes it better. Okay. So you have that, right? If you want the big screen 10s Max, that's why you're going to get the 10s Max. People have already made up their minds if that's the one they want. But from a usability standpoint, right, it's still not much different from using the 10. The biggest takeaway that I got from kind of some of the big news that came out of here, and this is pretty much across the board, Google's Pixel 2 camera still takes better pictures than the iPhone XS dual lens and Apple's new super HDR processing, which was really their take on Google's Pixel Visual Core. So for the record, all these high-level phones, the Huawei P20 Pro, the Note 9, iPhone XS, and we'll see what happens with the Pixel 3. They're all great cameras, all right? But if you want to start getting into the nitty-gritty of how the actual photo comes out, most of it has to do with how the phones and the algorithms that they use to process the photos, right? Samsung's tend to be a little more oversaturated, so they pop on their screen. What they found, what we have found, at least with Apple's, is they tend to be warmer. They tend to smooth things out a little bit. But what happens is if you match that up to, you know, the Pixel 2, which typically keeps the pixels extremely sharp, they also way, way better when you're talking about actual natural color accuracy and then how it handles low light. It's pretty amazing. They put some photos side by side. And here's the thing that also I think about is 
Our phones are our cameras. And this is not gonna change how you decide what phone you're gonna get. Although I hear a lot of people say, I want the phone with the best camera. Well, then I, I highly doubt you're gonna just switch platforms just because that, because all these cameras are, gr cameras are great. But a lot of times in the past when I've compared products, people are like, oh, you can't compare the Samsung Galaxy S9 because it's six months newer than the iPhone. That's not a fair comparison. Well, now they're doing this. The iPhone XS is being compared to the Pixel 2, which is pretty much a year old, older. And in most cases, the Pixel 2 reviewers are saying it results in better photos. I prefer Google's HDR plus processing. Even if reviewers like the iPhone XS's photos better, they still say the Pixel 2 is right up there. So this is kind of interesting because October 9th, the Pixel 3, 3XL will be coming out. I'm curious to see how they've improved the photo photos and it still appears that they're gonna be using a single lens. Google likes to stay on that, but it's all like, this is the minutia. This is all like the the real finite details that we care about because, because the phone isn't that major of an advancement. It's really more some of this stuff like the camera. Obviously, iOS 12 is the biggest thing. My recommendation to most of you is that first, if you haven't done it already, load iOS 12 on your current phone, see how it performs, see if you like it, see if you feel that speed, performance, and stability. I do. I, I think it's Apple has up to this point delivered on their promise, although I've had some few kind of like visual weird glitches on it once in a blue moon. It's not the end of the world, but it does happen. Um, but see what how iOS 12 does on your phone first. And then if you really feel like, you know what, I want to make the jump and get the 10s, then get the 10s. You know, if you have a 10 really, unless you gotta be like, I gotta have the latest stuff, you you do not need a 10s unless you want the big screen, right? You want the max, you go max. But if you have like a six, a six S or a seven, okay, you might be more prime. But if you're an eight, I think if you can hold out, just hold out because the big, the next big jump is happening in a year. And so really you're gonna lose touch ID, which is still amazing to me. And so face ID got a little faster, but it's not there. It's not as fast yet. So if you could hold out, I say hold out, but if you can't, I say, I think if you're around a six or six S, making the jump would be all right. But when you're talking about seven and eight, you know, hold on, oh, maybe, maybe just hold on. All right, so other stuff came out. Just They obviously do teardowns of these phones to finally confirm what are some of the guts inside. The iPhone XS and the XS Max have four gigs of RAM, which has been officially confirmed now with these teardowns. The XR will reportedly have three gigs. It won't have four gigs. But then if you talk about battery, the XS actually has a battery. They're like an L-shaped battery now for these new, new designs. It's 2.2% has a 2.2% smaller capacity than the iPhone 10. Apple claims that it gives you 30 more minutes of battery juice. So that's optimization with the processor processor and iOS 12. But the battery is technically smaller in the 10s. Now, if you go up to the 10s Max, Apple has a 3,174 milliampere hour battery. That is the largest battery that Apple has ever done in an iPhone. But I got to bring you all down to earth because let's put it in a perspective, right? This, sorry, the iPhone XS Max will get you an hour and a half more battery juice compared to the 10. Okay, that's fine. It's a big screen. It's got a bigger battery. It should. But in perspective of just what's out there, the Note 9 has a 4,000 milliampere hour battery. Um, and that is pretty beefy. So Apple made advancements there, but it's, you know, 
it's it's getting there. Also, iOS 12.1, the public beta is, has been seeded. The biggest thing that comes out of that, and if you want, I mean, if you really are that person that's got to throw the beta on right away when you get a new phone with a new OS, I guess you could do that. I don't, I don't think you need to be, but iOS 12.1's public beta is including group FaceTime. So this is the feature that Apple stripped away. It was their number one really consumer feature for iOS 12. It's gone. I obviously ranted about it because it was the feature that I was looking most forward to, but also you kind of got to get one of those hooks beyond Memojis, which I have um, unfortunately used with my nephews. I, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it that much more. I, I swear. Anyways, face group FaceTime is there. It means they're working on it. I don't know or don't expect it to come out anytime soon. 12.1. Will it actually launch with 12.1? We'll see. Will it make it by the end of the year? Apple isn't saying that. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But those are kind of kind of some of the things that are going on around at least the iPhones. All right, let's take a quick breather to show some love to the sponsors of the show. That is you. Thank you so much, everybody. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is the way that you can sponsor my podcast. And it also kind of obviously helps with all the content that I'm doing as I've gone independent. It starts at $1 per month. You can go up to $5, which is like a cup of coffee, uh, $10, $25. The Platinum Apples are at $100. And this month, we're doing our... uh, great apple giveaway that is if you're at the ten dollar level or higher it's a belkin wireless charger 7.5 watt uh, wireless charger kind of plate that is for everything from iphone 8 10 10s 10s max 10r all those things so check it out and again thank you so much for this uh i do want to let you know i'm working on getting sponsors for the actual podcast so if you are a patreon supporter There's an actual version of the podcast that will always be kept completely ad-free. But if you listen and support the show just like you are um, and you're not on Patreon, which is still, I'm so thankful for that, you will hear um, ads. It's not coming right away, but it's something that I'm working on because, you know, I'm building a business, baby. So thank you again, patreon.com slash Brian Tom. All right, uh, Apple Watch Series 4 coming out. Uh, It was recently unboxed by a few of the YouTubers. I, you know, I'm getting my stuff just like you. I'm not, I don't have that apple privilege yet i don't i don't know if i necessarily it's nice to get it before everyone else but look i gotta keep it real too so the uh, apple watch series 4 unboxing it's a different layout now specifically it's they're all in the rectangular boxes so the stainless steel used to kind of be in this fancier square box with a a, like a plastic a rounded plastic square like case it was kind of like one of those things well, they're now in the long rectangular box. You know I've been all about the Apple Watch Series 4. All their views right off the bat are saying it is stellar. It is obviously the best Apple Watch ever. You know, honestly, I can already tell you right now, I'm, gonna, I'm so fired up for it. You have all heard how fired up I've been about it, but it can be even better. And uh, I'm going to save that for my review. You can check out my YouTube channel. That'll have all the stuff at youtube.com slash Tong. But Apple Watch Series 4 is getting all the love. Apple's ECG feature is coming to the U.S. sometime by the end of the year. But according to reports, Apple is working with Health Canada to bring the Apple Watch Series 4 ECG functionality to the Canadian market. Uh, they don't say a timetable, but you know these these things take time to roll out. Apple had the actual ECG feature cleared by the FDA, which I learned is totally different from 
actually being approved because a lot of people made sure to let us all know. But you know, that's why it's like part of the community and people are plugged in and a lot smarter. So Ryan gave us a call. He wanted to kind of break it down. I felt like this was a good time just to put his call in. So let's just hear what Ryan has to say. Ryan Tong. Hey, this is Ryan. I've been a long time listener of you. And this is the first time ever calling in to a show before. Um, but I just wanted to give you a few of my comments. Try and keep things original for you. Um, so that way uh, this can bring up some good conversation. But I wanted to touch on the new Apple Watch and specifically the ECG or EKG, depending on how you uh, look at it. It's an electrocardiogram on the Apple Watch. This was a big thing for me because um, I noticed that there were some bands out there that allowed you to get the, you know, a single lead EKG. Uh, I think Cardia was the company that did that first. But essentially, I wanted to just make the clarification, this is a FDA clearance for it, but it's not an FDA approval. And the way that they did it was, it's called a de novo process. Essentially, this is the first of its kind to allow a watch to be able to get a heart rate rhythm. Um, so the FDA allowed it to be cleared because it's a low uh, classification. It's not high risk if um, it gives you a misreading. So therefore, the FDA was able to clear it. So it's not a, um, to be able to get passed by the FDA to go through this process, which is why Apple was able to do it. So I just wanted to hear your comments on that. Um, also, I did what you tell people not to do, and that's download the beta of the latest iOS. I delay, I downloaded the iOS Gold Master, and I'm loving it so far. I've only experienced a few issues with it, but so far it's pretty great. Um, just wanted to hear your comments. Thanks again for everything you do. I've been listening to you for years. Keep it up. Peace. All right, Ryan. So he gives us a little bit of the skinny on uh, the difference between approval and clearance. And approval is for a higher risk devices. They typically are, because I use this tool called Google to figure out, they are typically devices that um, are have to do with basically sustaining life or are actually implanted in your body. So they require a higher level of testing before they're passed through. So that is the difference. And thanks to Ryan for chiming in. You know, we got to show, we got to show love right there. So, Here's the other part about about it. People are really juiced up and excited about the ECG functionality, but not all doctors actually agree that this could be a good thing. And the reason why this has come up is because Apple said it's pretty much around 90% accurate. And when you hear that externally, you're like, oh, wow, that's really impressive. But if you put out this number, let's say like this doctor or sorry, this cardiac electrophysiologist, John Mandrola, he's from Baptist Health Louisville. He, he did kind of a summary about his thoughts on it, but think about this at 90%. Let's say you're talking about 1 million people that are using the ECG feature. Well, that means 100,000 of those people would likely be falsely diagnosed. You know, maybe it shows an error with atrial fibrillation and saying they're having issues, but it, it actually is just like a false positive. So people in the medical community say this is great. It's a great groundbreaking feature that could and will change and evolve over time, right? But look, if people start getting falsely diagnosed, it's going to, what's going to happen is there's going to be overdiagnosis. It's going to take up more of doctor's times. People are going to be also most likely having a higher cost or spending more money because they're like freaked out what's going on, this and that. It it could add 
a needless anxiety to it. And so you could even, depending on the test that you end up having to take, you know, kind of go through extra stress or unnecessary procedures. So the medical medical community, although it is embracing it, it is also like, "Mm, it may not be a good thing. So like all things, look, this is new technology. It's going to figure itself out. But we don't see that type of stuff day to day. So I thought it was kind of an interesting, interesting perspective of, okay, well, this is really great. The consumers are like, yay, but then doctors and the male community are like, oh, great. You know how many people we already have come in and don't even have an issue, and now the Apple Watch is going to tell them they have atrial fibrillation? Goodness. All right, another cool thing that is out there. You got to go. You all got to go check this out. It's on a cool hunting. You can even check out their website, but they got a behind the scenes of Apple creating those really cool watch faces like Look, I kind of poo-pooed, oh, I'm not going to use the fire watch face, and I'm not going to use the vapor watch face, but um, those those weren't rendered, you know, those aren't CG'd watch faces. They were actually done with a setup, with an Ari camera. Those are videos of actual fire and water and different types of vapor, like powders and just go to Cool Hunting. I watched the video. I'm like, damn, I'm probably going to rock one of those watch faces now because it's real. It's actually real. It's so cool. All right. We also talked about the iOS 12.1 beta that was released earlier and how it revealed group FaceTime. Look, we got some juicy nuggets about the iPad Pro, which we are still expecting to see in October. So the iOS 12.1 Guess who Guess who dug into this stuff because he's always all over it? Steve Trout-Smith, he's like the, I call him the beta king, the Apple beta king, because he gives us so much good stuff from this. Digging into the iOS 12.1 beta, he revealed that Face ID now has support for landscape orientation, presumably really for the iPad, and iOS 12.1 seems to also care about whether or not an external display is connected or not. And so if we break this down, Look, if they get landscape face ID, which was rumored to potentially not be in the iPad Pro, and it is showing that it is in the 12.1 beta, that that's all I need to hear. That's gonna make me a real happy camper because I, you can't. People don't use their iPad in portrait. Most people probably don't. Mine's mine's on its side most of the time. Also, there's been another aspect of 12.1 that. Basically, in the iOS simulator, there's support for virtualized 4K external displays. So what does that what does that mean? Well, on output, currently no iOS product using the lightning to HDMI cable supports any kind of 4K resolutions. But in this simulator in Xcode, Steve Trown Smith again found that it now supports external displays up to 4K, which would lead us to believe that the rumors of an iPad Pro with a USB-C port could be happening, right? You can only, yeah, there's always rumors there, but when you start seeing this stuff pop up in the betas as evidence that it's actually going to be a feature, it starts giving giving more credibility to that. The fact that the iPad Pro could be uh, Apple's first, other than the MacBook Pro's, and MacBook's first USB-C product on like a on an iOS device. First USB-C product on an iOS device. Kind of cool. All right, uh, let's get to our voicemails. You know the drill. All you have to do is call us at 
triple eight ABXL. Did you catch that? I almost missed missed up the number. It's eight three three triple eight two two nine five. We got a bunch. I had to narrow them down to five. So let's kick it off with Anwar. He's talking. A lot of y'all wanted to talk about Apple Watch. Hey, what's up, Brian Tong? This is Anwar from Atlanta. Hey, um, my day job is that I'm a physician in the emergency department, and I work as an internist also. Uh, you know, I'm actually a Fitbit guy because I like the uh, sleep tracking. However, the uh, EKG function of this Apple Watch is uh, pretty pretty intriguing for, like, a number of reasons. Uh, you probably know this, but people uh, come to the ER all the time with uh, this thing called syncope. Uh, and that's like when you pass out. And like a lot of times we don't find out what happens to them. Uh, what we a lot of times recommend is that people get what's called a Holter monitor or some sort of thing that monitors their heart rhythm over a period of time. This is going to lock like the kind of monitoring that would be easy to do. You can record the sort of thing and send it to your doctor. It would change the game. Also, you know, even though, you know, I'm sure the Apple Watch only gives you one out of one lead uh, on an EKG, uh, you know, if Apple uses all this information that it has on you, like your age, uh, possibly your weight, uh, and this one EKG, who's to say that there's not deep neural network learning that could take that one lead of an EKG and say this person is very likely to have a heart attack based on this change? Uh, that's a pretty exciting thing for me. Anyway, uh, love the new show, man. Talk to you later. All right, Anwar. You know what? I said it. I said Anwar, which is not your name. It's Anwar. I got you. Thank you so much for the call. And uh, you know, I love love the perspective there, as well as really the you know Fitbit. Here's the th- two things: Fitbit has better sleep tracking, and also it has better battery life. So people sleep with their Fitbits. People are like, I don't sleep with my Apple Watch. That's right, because you got to charge it every night, son. You got to charge it every night. We're almost there, Apple. We're almost there. All right, Trevor, he's got a clever idea. Hey, Brian, this is Trevor from Fairless Sales PA. And uh, I just have a comment about the Apple, Apple Watch Series 4. And uh, my comment is I see how it's going to be integrated with the ECG. But I was wondering, you mentioned about Siri before. And what if they change the name from Siri to What Up Doc? Since the Apple Watch Series 4 can basically be used with doctors and everything. Just an idea. Talk to you later. <laughs> Dude, Trevor, that is a great, great idea. What's up, Doc? <laughs> could it, could they make a watch face? Because, right, they have the Mickey Mouse one that uh, I know Mickey is Disney and Apple's aligned with Disney. Could they make like a, a Warner Brothers? Watch face like a or just a doctor one, right? What's up, Doc? Really, I love that. I love that idea. All right, let's check in. Uh, we had a lot of Apple Watch calls. Dallas from Dallas, come on in. Hey, Brian, Dallas from Dallas here, proud Patreon supporter. Um, I've owned all the Apple Watches, and my question is I'm struggling with getting the Uh, the aluminum versus the stainless steel. Now, the only reason I want the stainless steel is because all of my previous Apple Watches had very significant scratches in the glass. And um, I just feel like if I went with the stainless steel, I wouldn't have to be looking at those scratches all year long. Um, My problem is, is if I went with the stainless steel, I could almost buy two of the aluminum Apple Watches at this point um, at the 44 
millimeter size. So anyway, can you give me some insight? Should I go with it and uh, go with the stainless steel, or should I just, you know, if the other one gets scratched so bad, I can just buy another one at that point if it's really that big of a deal. And uh, anyway, give, if you give me your feedback, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. Dallas. Dallas, are you choosing between your mama and style? It's like, yo, bro, I really want the stainless steel, but I could get one for my mama. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, the stainless steel looks the classiest. We had another caller, but I kind of want to combine them in. Chris, he'd called in and he's like, oh, you know, should I get stainless steel or the regular one? I, although it is more expensive, I pick stainless steel because as someone who, yeah, tends to like style and stuff i just think it looks more finished it looks more classy not that the aluminum ones look bad at all they don't but i prefer stainless steel from the overall look uh and i did that from day one so now i'm kind of stuck with it not stuck with it but i'm used to it right from a scratch standpoint i mean the stainless steel isn't going to stop your screen from getting messed up if your screen keeps on getting messed up so i don't think that's going to change it's going to come down to dallas and thank you so much for supporting uh (laughs) supporting the patreon it's going to come down to, my friend, if you love your mom, I, you could get your mom, a, you know your mom like created you? So it's either stainless steel or Apple Watch for your mom and you. I'm going to let you think on that. I, if people are still listening right now and you want to call in and you want, would tell me, I want to know from you all, what would you decide to do? Be real with me. Would you get a stainless steel watch or would you get an Apple watch for yourself and your mom? Tells a lot about you depending on that answer. My mom does not want an Apple watch, so I could just stick with stainless steel. All right, here we go. Let's go to Kramer who has some really good insight. Yeah, Brian, this is Kramer in Iowa. I'm seeing everybody pulling apart this opening video about the Hey Siri, but no one's mentioned the fact that when she runs across the water, it shows splash resistance, and then everybody with the dust and grass blowing on her, you got the dust resistance. Every outlet has missed that. They all get the first part, but everybody's missed the rest. Keep it real. Man, uh, Kramer, that's awesome. So he's talking about the keynote, the introductory keynote video where the girl says those magic words. I didn't even think of that. You know what? Every outlet missed it except for you. It's time. It's time to start your own podcast. You got to get you go. You got to let the world know, Kramer. Thanks for calling in, man. Uh, I love how we get these little nuggets of knowledge from kind of the hive mind from Apple Bits Nation. I love it so much. Okay, here we go. Uh, last call. Really, the only iPhone call. Surprisingly enough, everyone wanted to talk about different things. Hey, Brian. This is Christian, and I'm from the Nashville area. I just wanted to call and give some insight, kind of my perspective about the iPhone XS. You know, a lot of people are complaining, saying, oh, it's boring, it's literally 10, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with them, but the perspective that I wanted to give is Apple devices last a long time. So, of course, I'm a tech journalist. I do YouTube You do YouTube, so we understand that, you know, as people who are probably upgrading our device every year, we'd like to see some cool new features. But look at this from the average consumer's perspective. If you have an iPhone 10, 
you could probably keep it for three, maybe even five years comfortably and be perfectly happy with it. So I'm not exactly sure why people are upset saying there's not enough features on the iPhone XS when the iPhone X is an amazing phone and the XS is simply an improvement on that. So that's kind of my perspective. I pre-ordered an iPhone XS just because I have never actually owned an iPhone. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I've kind of been an underground Apple fan, even though I've been an Android user. So I'm super pumped to cover it on my YouTube channel. Uh, Also, by the way, thank you for all the cool content you make. You've been an inspiration of mine for many years, and you are one of the people who YouTube. So thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Love it. And I just wanted to offer that perspective. Christian, thank you so much, my man. Um, And thank you for the kind words. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, for everyone that is pursuing their own endeavors, I whatever it is, YouTube, private business, uh, freelance, independent, like it is liberating. And if you have an opportunity to do it, go for it and give it your best. And if it doesn't work out, guess what? We can all still go back to work. Like just, just if you have those windows of time to follow your dreams, just follow your dreams. Um, but let's get back to what you talked about. I think what's important to know, the reason why, you know, I think that we talk about, you hear people all the time out, the next year's phone, the year after year, is only really because we are in this tech bubble of we've, we're so in tune to everything that's happening in tech, we want to be impressed every year. Whereas the, the general consumer, which is a lot of people listening to this too, typically is like, well, I just want to know what's the latest and what's the greatest to decide if I want to upgrade. So you're, you know, I'm not saying the phones are bad, but still it wasn't that impressive an upgrade. But yeah, Apple is really working more towards the two-year life cycle. And someone like my mom doesn't, I think she had like an iPhone 5 until we got her a phone last year. So that phone was like five, five, six years old, four or five years old. Yeah, it was a long time. So, you know, I think what we can offer because we're, we just love this tech stuff is, you know, we're always looking forward, but you're right. You know, the general consumer, it's still, these, all the phones that are out there are great bottom line. So thanks for calling in Christian. All right, just want to say thank you again to everyone supporting the show. Thank you to my Platinum Apples at the $100 monthly sponsorship level. Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Stratos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Andy Halverson, Wesley Frader, Craig Hindall, and Jarrett Lewis. You all are gold. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And everyone that's listening, even if you aren't part of the Patreon, thank you so much for your support. There's other ways you can tell your friends about this. You can just even give me five stars on iTunes because we are killing it. I think we have like over 500 five-star reviews and like two lamos gave it like zero stars because it wasn't video. Bruh, come on. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Enjoy iPhone, Apple Watch Day if you're getting a new one. If you're not, you are still good enough. The world goes on. You don't need to be a part of this party, but if you are, have fun with it. And yeah, I think we're good to go, all right? So thanks for listening again. That's the Apple Bits XL. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Be safe. Peace. Peace.